Like right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Starting just as professional as I always do. Right. This is how it goes. Well, we're back. Parababble's back. Yep. For another episode. Aren't you so excited about this? I'm super excited I about I see that every time and you're always like, meh. I'm like, meh. Yeah. But I feel like this was actually kind of a fun episode. Yeah, this one was. There was a lot of stuff out there. Sometimes we do these episodes that we're like, ah, maybe it'll be good. And then we do some research and we're like, mm, I don't know about that. But there's a lot of stuff out there about yeah. this. Yeah. Initially, I was like, eh. I mean, the idea sounds cool. But then when I started researching it, I was like, eh. And then I found something that was like, oh, okay. Eh, maybe it's kind plausible. Of yeah. Mm. Well, not plausible, but interesting. Of course you would say yeah. it's not plausible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling you earlier before we started recording in the Parababble studio that, um, I made a safe space for us tonight, so we don't have to worry about invoking any demons. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Beetlejuice or... Zozo. Zozo. The demon. The Ouija board the demon. The Ouija board demon. Yeah. Yep. So I came across this the first time when we were doing the episode about like um, all kinds of weird made-up things that people like put out on the internet that take on a life of themselves and become these big things and at first when i saw some stuff about this i thought it was just one of those circumstances but then when i started reading a little bit more about it there's actually a lot of stories there are a lot of zozo stories yeah and a lot of people that claim to have experiences with the same entity and they even predate tiktok demonic entity it's always demonic i know well this one i think is probably exceptionally demonic it's extra demonic. <laughs> it's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> extra spicy demonic. So the main um, ways that people meet this spicy demonic entity mm-hmm. is usually by means of a Ouija board, right? Yes, that is why he is known as the Ouija board demon. But I did also see some stuff that he could be conjured in other ways. It was yeah. like pretty much anything that involves communicating with spirit. Yeah, so I have a really long story about that. Like, oh. I'll save that to the end. Cause okay. We'll do the so regular, it'll, it'll the tie regular, in very nicely. The regular Zozo stuff first. Yeah, we'll just go over like the mainstream Zozo. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is probably the story that most people are aware of. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I read it and then I was kind of going through it, there was lots of questions that I had. So we'll have to get into it and talk a little bit about it. But the main Zozo story that I saw was the Zozo haunting in the house in Oklahoma. Now, you also came across an Oklahoma story, but you know what's really interesting that you say that? We were talking pre-show about how these stories both took place very, you know, near each other. And I was reading a lot of stuff that Oklahoma is actually really haunted. Is it? Yeah. There's like a lot of stories out of Oklahoma. Just Oklahoma in general. Yeah. And I wouldn't have thought that. Hmm. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a hotbed for paranormal activity. Maybe Zozo's a fan of that football team they all go crazy for down there. (laughs) Maybe. What is it? The Oklahoma whatever? (laughs) That college team? Oh, yeah. So if you ever are traveling in Oklahoma City... And you want to go past 3808 South Hudson Avenue. That is the house that supposedly Zozo was in. I'm going to look it up right now because I'm curious to see. You know, it was was kind of... Wait, what was the city it was in? Oklahoma City. Okay, so this is a... Yeah, all right, go ahead. (laughs) 
3808 yeah. South Hudson Avenue. Okay. I was wondering if it was the same house is the story that I have later on. Because it is still Oklahoma, but it's a different city. Different city. Yeah. See? It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. So um, this house, it was interesting because when I was going through and doing some research, you can still click on the Zillow link for it and see it. So the story starts back in the mid-1980s. And it starts with a Ouija board. And there's a couple different variations of the beginning, you know, of the story. Main person in the story found a board that instead of saying Ouija on it said Zozo. Other people say it was just a random Ouija board. There's even a story about how this person and a buddy of his picked up a Ouija board and were trying to contact Bon Scott of ACDC. Mm. But instead... They ended up with an ancient demonic spirit named Sozo. That's still pretty metal, though. It is pretty metal. You're right. So they used this board and bad stuff started happening. And one of the guys out of the two supposedly was in a tragic car accident and passed away. And the other guy, Darren Evan, continued to use the board throughout the years. And he kept it, he used it, and according to him, it almost became like an obsession, right? Because, I mean, if you pick it up and there's something bad happening, you probably should never pick it up again. Yeah. So basically, did we explain what it does? What the Ouija board does? Well, what what the Zozo reaction to it is, like how it responds. No. Yeah. So I guess this is a big phenomenon where, where... you use the Ouija board, and there's lots of reports, not just this this uh, Darren Evans guy, even though he's one of the more well-known cases. And you get the response of Z-O, 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 over and over again. So it's like going by... chaotically back and forth on the board. Yeah. yeah. So the planchette is moving at an incredible rate of speed back and forth over those two. Mm-hmm. Not Oz Oz, Zozo. Yeah, okay. Zozo, but apparently. Why not Oz Oz, but hey, whatever. I guess I gotta start at the Z. I don't know. You gotta really pay attention <laughs> next time you summon demons. Um, but yeah, it spells Z O Z O, and then it knows like in depth details on your life, or it swears a lot just nonstop. I heard it also like just makes the little plan check go on a figure eight sometimes too. But that's the thing, and, and lots of reports of them. Okay. So this Darren guy is big into the Zozo. Big into the Zozo. The board's going back and forth. There's. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to blame that on Zozo, and I don't appreciate having to edit anything. <laughs> so Zozo's on my show list. It's really weird. That's never happened. No. We had technical difficulties in the Fair Bible Studios. We did have technical difficulties, just as we're talking about, I don't know, all this craziness. So, again. The Zozo-ness of it all. Be gone. <laughs> be gone, demons. Leave our equipment alone. Stop trying to talk to us through our mixing yeah, <laughs> equipment. Seriously. <laughs> So, as we were saying, um, he is known to come through Ouija boards and do certain things in a certain amount of time. Right? Right. Error. I don't know. I guess we're just going to go with it. I guess we're just going to go with it and hope for the best. Right. So, people, it always boggles my mind that people will pick these things up and think that they're like, you know, 
everyday toys to play with and then bad stuff starts happening and instead of being like whoa i should probably put that thing away they just continue to use them yeah which is like where's the common sense in that there isn't any right have you ever used a ouija board actually i haven't never never in all my years of paranormal activities how is that possible i don't know well i think i know what i'm gonna get you for christmas I'm glad it's March. <laughs> Would you use one if you ever had the opportunity to do it? Or do you think it's... I don't know if I'd be allowed to bring one into the Parabevel Studios. Really? House, yeah. But they make like Barbie editions for like little kids. That would be cool. Yeah. They make like all kinds of editions of them now. Do you imagine summoning Zozo on a Barbie Ouija Well, that's kind of what I'm, you know, like... <laughs> Is that what you're going for? Yeah. Does it matter? Mm-hmm. Would he like thumb his nose up at something like that? Probably not. I don't know. But he, there are reports that he can conjure himself into being whatever he wants. So he could appear as Barbie. Barbie. Or a little girl. Or somebody who's sad and lost and needs help. Because he's going to try to, like, use some trickery to get people to interact with him. Yeah. Which is not really surprising, right? He's a demon. That's what they do. Right. I mean, and we've always said that when you're using a Ouija board or, you know, any kind of spirit communication tool, you have to be weary because you don't really know what's on the other side of that. No. You don't know who you're talking to. Right. It's like a bad game of telephone. A really bad game of telephone. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we've always told people if you're going to use them, spirit boards... That there's ways to open sessions and close sessions so you're not just leaving, you know, things open for anybody to come through. But this particular story is about supposedly the spirit of Zozu coming through to this particular person, Aaron Evans. Yes. So he started in the 80s, like you said. Mid-80s. Mid-80s. And this board kind of went with him Mm -hmm. through his life. And he would use it from time to time. Even though bad things would happen, he describes that he almost became, like, obsessed. So it was like, even though you know you probably shouldn't pick it up again and use it, he kept doing it. And kept doing it. Like, as we get into more more of the recent things and encounters that he had with Zozo. Yeah. So, spirit manipulation, maybe. Maybe a bit of an attachment, Maybe. You know, if you believe the Warrens about their stages of how all that stuff works with the, you know, beginning stages, the infestation leading up to like full possession, you know, all the different things that could happen if you just keep talking to random demons through Ouija boards. So at some point he has a daughter and he's living with his wife, girlfriend, and him and his wife, girlfriend, I'm not sure which one she was or is, um, started using the board together because that's what you do, right? It's like, you want to share your obsession. Let's contact I mean, your demons yeah. on date night. Exactly. And when that started happening, things really ramped up. So supposedly, Zozo started to talk to Darren about how he wanted to possess his significant other. He wanted to bring her to hell with him. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. She started having personality changes. He started having a lot of the same issues happening. Activity started picking up in their house. 
And then there was an incident with his daughter. Yes, I did see that. So his young daughter was in the bath, you know, getting ready for bed. His partner left the room for whatever length of time for something. He got a feeling that something was wrong, went in, she was almost drowning in the bathtub. He got her out of the tub. She seemed okay. But then a couple days later, she went to the hospital and was hospitalized with some kind of strange infection that they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. And she spent 14 days in isolation in the hospital. At that point, they finally said, we're done. We're leaving the house. So they leave the house. They... You know, are like, we're done with this. There was so much going on. There was like noises in the house, voices they were hearing, doors that had been locked were unlocking themselves and opening. There was just lots of stuff going on. Darren basically says that he had a, like a nervous breakdown. So they got out, they had an exorcism performed on the family, and that seemed to help the family, but they never went back into the house. They left the house vacant. It doesn't seem like it came from the house, though, if he's been doing this since the 80s. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't go back into the house until a certain television show came. Did it involve a guy with really cool hair? Um, maybe. So, in 2016, Darren Evan writes the book, The Zuzu Phenomenon. And he also shares his story on, like, true ghost tales on the internet and when this comes out, all of a sudden, all these other people are coming out of the woodwork with Zuzu's stories. You know, they've all had these same kind of experiences. So it started to gain a lot of notoriety around then. And then the height of the popularity led up to the certain television show coming. There's voices, noises, people experiencing, you know, demonic, demonic entities, you know, feelings of dread and oppression. Um, they decide they're going to go back in the house for the television show. Of course. Which, you know, obviously doesn't end well <laughs> for anybody. Um, and then the house stands vacant until 2022 when it was bought by an undisclosed person. And I'm not sure if anybody's actually living in it. But it did say in the information that I read that no new activity has been reported there. Yeah, because it's not in the house. pretty much right yeah probably attached to something else so that's kind of the gist of the story and i think when i was reading it the kind of the things that struck me were obviously the fact that like bad stuff starts happening you don't do that anymore right you would think so especially after the thing with his daughter yeah you think that would be enough to be like like, screw it never again i saw there was also a movie based on yes experiences i am zozo yes there's been a couple of movies now made. There's been, um, you know, a couple more books that have come out about it. It's like this started, it looks like it kickstarted, it opened the door for discussion about it. Mm-hmm. But it's not the first time that anybody had talked about this. Like this went back hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Zozo did pop up quite a while back. Yes. As far back as 1818. I did see that. Mm-hmm. It was the um, it was a book called the Dictionnaire Infernal, written by Jacques Colin de Plancy, and in that book he described a little girl that claimed to be tormented by three evil spirits named Mimi, Crapule, and Zozo. Yeah, I know. What Crap- are the chances? Crapule. 
Oh, I just thought Crapulet was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so an exorcism was performed on her. Um, but actually, if you read the um, full like little blurb about Zozo, the author had an opinion that she faked it all. But it's still interesting that the name came up, I guess. Yeah, I was reading about how she supposedly, when she was possessed, would have to like walk around on all fours. Yeah. And she would like randomly kick people. Which and, nowadays sounds like the stereotypical, you've watched The Exorcist, but this was 1818. So. Right. And towns, the town people had become so, like, annoyed with her <laughs> that they basically were like, you need an exorcism you're because like, we're not dealing with this like, crap Jesus anymore. Christ, there's that girl that's possessed by all those yep, damn demons. Yep, she comes walking down the street mm-hmm. on all fours and they're like, oh God, here it goes again. <laughs> <laughs> so, even before that, there's stories about... Zozo being Pazuzu. Yeah, that is one of the possible origins I saw. Which is like a 3,000-year-old demon. Yeah, Mesopotamian, Mesopotamian king of wind demons, specifically. And he had, like, the body of a man and then the tail of a scorpion. Yeah, he was um, he was known to be bring a brown drought, droughts and famine. So, all around, not a good guy. No. I mean, could potentially have the same scenario right yeah i mean he was he was the one in the exorcist movies you know that was possessing mm-hmm. linda blair there so which there is a good interesting connection with zuzu to that whole scenario too which i didn't know anything about and when we were talking pre-show you know you think you know so much about this stuff right because we've been yeah. doing it for so long mm-hmm. and you feel like you've probably heard every story or at least like some semblance of the story. But then when I read this information, I was like, huh, I had no idea about this. So Roland Doe. Which is a great name, by the way. Yep. Roland Doe. Roland Doe. (laughs) Which is a it's a pseudonym for this 14 year old boy who underwent this like extremely violent exorcism in 1951 because supposedly he was possessed by a demon but the connection comes in that his aunt was using a Ouija board which then she had him also use with her which is how he supposedly became possessed but his whole experience was the basis for the book The Exorcist which then became the movie yes so they changed a lot of details. Yes. And a lot of people don't know the actual real story behind it. And I know they're going to remake that movie. I heard they're making like a, is a sequel or something. I don't know, but I I'm wondering if it'll like be anything like more of along the lines of what the story actually was. So I never read the book. Did you ever read the book? No, I have not. I kind of want to now because I feel like maybe the book would be more close to the origin story than the movie was. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. So I feel like there might be some more information out there that could even involve this stuff that we don't even know yet. You know, we might want to do a show on just the exorcist and the story of it. We probably could. Yeah. There's a lot of rabbit holes you could fall down with us. For sure. Mm -hmm. So through history, mentions of him, different things going on. I even came across something that said that the Enfield poltergeist was related to Zuzu and just a quick recap. So, you know, that's like the Conjuring 2 story. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Those are the two girls and their mom in Enfield, England. 
that supposedly were using a Ouija board and conjured some kind of malevolent spirit. And it started causing all kinds of havoc in their house to the point where the Warrens were called in and the Warrens, you know, said, yes, we think this is what's happening. And people say that that's related back to Zuzu again. It's always Zuzu. And I was, it's funny how many of these, how many of these like stories that we've talked about before, we never heard of the name. Right. Zuzu or Zozo, however you say it. I know he's came up like a couple times before, like in passing and we're always like, oh, we got to look into that a little bit more but then it's funny how it connects to so many other things you know all these different outlying pieces that are all interconnected mm-hmm. and if like that's crazy if it really is true that there's one spirit causing all of this havoc everywhere well i did also read like one of the other theories is that it's not pazuzu of the exorcist fame but it's um it's like not one specific entity but several it's the name several like evil spirits or demons use just because they know it's gotten the reputation. So sort of like Legion? Yeah. Like we are many? Mm-hmm. So they all kind of like formed this band of crazy demons? Yeah. And they're all under this one name and one umbrella of fear? Yeah, like one big corporation of demons. <laughs> corporation. It's like just real life. It's just like a real life corporation. Oh, that's terrible to think about. Pazuzu Corp. <laughs> Pazuzu Inc. File for tax breaks. They're tax exempt. <laughs> They're tax exempt. You know they are. Sort of like the church. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Huh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother tangent. Yep. So what's your story? What did you come up with that was in Oklahoma? Because I'm curious to know just like the timelines mm-hmm. and was Zuzu like in the area? Yes, he was. He was in the area. He must be. He must have just been hanging out in He's Oklahoma. He's like transient. He just yeah. In the late two thousands, because just jumps from board yeah. to board. So this one came from an episode of Paranormal Witness. Okay. So I, I really couldn't find a whole lot of details outside of the episode. If you do like Google searches for them, you just see like this is what the episode is about, and just like a quick little blurb. But I watched it. I watched the episode. Okay. And this basically centers around a guy. And his family, in I think it was 2008 or 2009, his name was Gary Hodges, and he had a wife named Heather, and she had a daughter, and then he also has two brothers named Wesley and Kevin. So, around this time, he was moving to Lawton, Oklahoma, because he had a new job or something, and his brothers, along with one of their wives, because one of them was married, were like, we're going to come with you. I guess they were all really close or whatever. So they all packed up, moved down to Lawton, Oklahoma, and moved into one house together, all together. It was a big house they rented out. So I guess it was kind of strange, like, to begin with, because it was like, kind of a beat-up house. It wasn't, like, kept up with. And the tenant that was leaving just kind of, like, broke their lease and got out of there. So it was, like, kind of a desperation thing. Never a good sign. Nope. And I guess the guy, like, dodged the questions as to why he was breaking his lease. And he refused to, like, go upstairs when he was giving the tour of the house to uh, Gary here. Also not a good sign. No. All these red flags coming up and they're still like, let's move everybody in. I know. It's like, come on, guys. Don't you know there's a demon here? (laughs) Like, get with it. And um, so I guess like almost instantly things started to happen to the family, um, particularly Gary and his wife, Heather. They kept have, having uh, lights turn on by themselves upstairs and they would hear 
footsteps, footsteps upstairs when there was nobody around. Now, there was a lot of people in this house, but sometimes, you know, they'd all be in the family room at night or all eating dinner together or whatever. No one's upstairs. So, I guess it came to a, well, it came to a head several times, but the first big incident is um, when Gary and Heather were sleeping in bed and they felt pressure on the edge of their bed, like someone was sitting down there at mm-hmm. the edge of their bed. And they thought, you know, first it was the daughter, you know, the little girl. They turned around, no one's there. So it freaked them out so much that I guess they all, they both like got out of bed and like searched the entire house. Mm-hmm. They even woke up uh, Gary's brothers and the daughter and nothing. They were all asleep. Had nothing to do with it. So they didn't actually see anything. It was just a presence that they felt. Yeah, that it woke was like it was like a physical okay. feeling of something sitting on the edge of their bed. Yep. Um, so later the same night, Gary and Heather saw a shadow moving back and forth inside of their bedroom closet. The door was closed, but it had like those, what do you call them? Oh, that's like Shades of Hinsdale for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, the grated door, you know? Yep, like the lever doors, like the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was that kind of door. At least it was on the TV reenactment. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming it that's sounds how about it right. I mean, you know, it could fit the time frame, and that's they, a pretty common I thing. I mean, with the show, they have, like, the real people describing their experiences. And I guess the reason I was so interested in this, because they seemed, like, legit. Yeah. They seemed believable. Very believable. And like, Did they still seem, like, earth. as they're telling the story, that they were scared? A few of them definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a hard thing to fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they see this thing in their bedroom in the closet. Yeah, and the the light in the closet keeps turning on by itself, too. Oh, that's freaky. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. A lot of the lights upstairs keep doing that. So um, at this point, they're like, screw this. We're going to go sleep downstairs from now on. So Gary and his wife and the the daughter go down, and they, they sleep downstairs. As they're settling in down there, um, in the next room in the kitchen, because they're in the living room, a glass just, like, flies off of the counter or table and shatters. So we've got, like, substantial poltergeist kind Mm -hmm. of activity going on now. Yeah. And it's interesting, because, like, one of these things, I'd be like, well, it could be this or this, but then you have all these things together at the same time. So they just kind of pile up. Um, So I guess sometime later, uh, Gary was having an argument with his brother um, in the kitchen. They were all having dinner. And another glass flew off the table across the room all by itself and shattered. Now, this time, the entire family witnessed this. Whereas before, I think they just heard it and then saw it afterwards. Um, So, let's see, what's the next thing here? Okay, the next big thing is there was an incident where the whole family was downstairs watching TV. And they heard loud footsteps upstairs, which has been going ongoing constantly since they moved in, basically. This time, they all decided to go together to investigate it, and they found nothing. They head back downstairs, and every single drawer and cabinet in the house, wide open. Ugh, see, that kind of stuff gives me mm-hmm. the chills. And including, like, the stove, the microwave, oh, everything so was weird. just, like, opened. And, like, how? Exactly. Yeah. That's like that scene in Sixth Sense. You know, like, when Bruce Willis turns around, he turns back, and the kid's there, and then all of a sudden, everything is open. Yep. And, like, you didn't hear a single thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always the creepiest. Yeah. Because yeah. how? Mm-hmm. Just how? So, so that's how. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because you might have noticed I've not mentioned anything about Zozo yet. No, you haven't. So I'm and kind of wondering. No, there's no Ouija board use. There's no. Yeah. 
this is what really caught my attention on this case. Because it's like, they weren't using a Ouija board. Right. They weren't, like, into that stuff. And, in fact, Gary was an Iraq, Iraq war veteran. Like, So, not easily spooked. He's not easily spooked. Yeah. There's even one point in the show where they were interviewing him, and he's like, I, if you would have told me when I was in Iraq that I'd be so scared I'd be sleeping downstairs, I'd told you you're crazy or something. Like, so, I mean, that that was believable. Yeah. He seemed, he seemed genuine, I guess. Um, and then it kind of came to another head when Gary was in the shower one time, and he started hearing loud booms from above him. Um, I guess his wife also heard this, and after a bit, he felt a burning sensation, in quotes, on his back, and he had three claw marks etched into him, into the middle of his back. I'm always skeptical about physical things like that happening, but... Yeah. I mean, there's witnesses, so I mean, you know, obviously, you gotta... Yeah, I know. Benefit of the doubt. uh, It's like, how, you know... So did they leave after that? Nope. Of course not. So they they did they did touch <laughs> and they're on that. just renting, right? They don't own the house. They're not they're not financially tied to it. They were, I guess, because they did they did touch on that in the episode. They were talking about it a little bit. They're like, we wanted to leave, but they had a lease. So if they left, they would have broken the lease. They had all their money tied into the house, mm. so it was kind of a tough spot for them. Um, so another incident was uh, Gary's brother Kevin one night became so terrified by something in his bedroom that he ran downstairs and he was just crying with fear. And he said he saw a figure crawling in his room. Just like a black figure. Shades of Hinsdale. Yeah, seriously. So Gary and his other brother, Wesley, checked it out and found nothing in this brother brother's room. Um, Again, Gary heard footsteps coming from, this time, the daughter's room. Who I thought, interestingly enough was kind of not really involved in all this a lot because usually the demon goes after a little kid right, right. Yeah. yeah easy target uh-huh but uh he goes to investigate in the girl's room he doesn't see anything but he looks at the window and he sees scrawled on the window z-o-z-o no that's what he said get out yeah so it was like in the fog you know the condensation yeah. or whatever so he goes to like wipe it away to get rid of it it was on the outside of the window. It was written on the outside. This is the second story. How? Zozo. Why? I don't know. So there's no history of anybody using a Ouija board in that house? Well, we don't know. So it's he possible. Doesn't know, he doesn't know anything, or they didn't really touch upon anybody previously, any of the previous owners or whatever. I would have been ripping that house apart looking for a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Well, this was 2009. So what does he do? He goes online and Google Zozo, and now everything we've talked about up to this point, he's aware of. Mm. That's when they break out the Ouija board, because that seems like a great idea, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. You're kidding me. Nope. nope. What is wrong with people? I don't know. They're like, oh, we got to make sure this is really him. Well, he wanted to get rid of it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to happen. So they just went down to their mm-hmm. local Walmart. Actually, it said they made it themselves. Oh, my God. Even better. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they used as a planchette. A shot glass. <laughs> I'm sure. That, I'm sure that Zozo loved that. Probably. It's right up Zozo's alley. Yeah, he seemed to. Oh God. So they conduct the Ouija board session, and it goes between the yes and no rapidly. Yes, uh-huh. no. Yes, no. Yes, no. Then somebody asks it, "What's your name?" Z O Z O Z O. And then finally, someone asks it, 
what does it want? And it spells the word kill. And then they asked who, and it spelled Gary's name. Why? What did Gary ever do to it? I don't know. He didn't seem like he did anything. He's right. Just, you know, he's a war vet. He's just trying to live his life he's with his family. He's a family man. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. Well, you know, he's also a demon. Well, I guess so, but still. They're eight holes. <laughs> you know, they don't need a reason. So did Gary yell at him then? Tell him to get out of his house? Yeah, I mean, he did. He told him to leave, whatever, and uh, nothing really happened after that. It was kind of quiet after that for about a week. Okay. For about a week. So they think everything's good. For a week. Yeah. Yep. Things were lying low. <laughs> uh huh. And then finally, you know, they're sitting around one night, just chilling, and they hear thumping upstairs. So this time, Gary and one of his brothers goes up there to investigate, and they're quiet about it this time. They're like sneaking up, and they go into the room they think it's coming from, and they look into the room. There's like the doors just open like a little bit, and they look into the crack, and they see. A full-blown demon. What? Yeah. A giant dark figure that was just like kind of walking back and forth and growling. And it didn't see them or was aware that they were there yet. They snuck up on a demon? Yeah. He was just chilling in the bedroom. They snuck up on him until the other brother came up. Oh, and he he ruined it? And was like, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then what happened? Then Zozo's like, oh, hey, I see ya. And he went charging after them. So then the brothers, like, run downstairs as fast as they can. And apparently they saw it. They heard it come down the stairs. They kept hearing, like, loud footsteps, like, banging, 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 growling. Like, they all heard these noises. Okay. And finally, like, Gary confronted it and stood his ground, you know? Mm, Yeah. Claimed his space. Kind of like what we had to do at Hinsdale. Yep. Is really what it reminded me of, like, when you described I what know. he did. I know. A lot of what you're saying reminds me of stuff mm-hmm. that we've seen like there. Like, you really, because, you know, yeah. war veteran, he's, you know, they're messing with his family and whatnot. Right. He was, like, sick of it. So he, like, stood his ground, and apparently a bunch of glass just randomly shattered in the room, floated and flew at him. Didn't get him, I guess. He managed to duck it. But uh, that was it. They decided... We're moving now. They moved shortly after. And it never traveled with them. As far as I know, no, he didn't say that. So, um, so this apparently happened in like the late 2000s, just like the Evans cases mm-hmm. came to a head then. And I think the episode was like 2015, 2016. So several years later, after the fact. Crazy. Yeah, I thought that one was interesting because it took so... They had so many things happen to them before... And so many people in so the house. Yeah. And so many different witnesses. Like, it seemed like it centered on, like, Gary and his wife. Yeah. Initially. But it seemed like everybody had some sort of experience. It's almost like... It was it's, over with. it's like, was it trying to seek out the ones that thought would be hardest to turn because the other ones would have been easy? They did go for, like, you know, just going from the impression, like, the hardest person to get to first, right. obviously, like, by far. You know, you always have him, and then you have the little girl. Right. It's like if you can crush wife. the most important person, that the one that you think is going to be the mm-hmm. hardest, everybody else will just fall into place. Yeah. Ugh. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, I guess that, that does make sense, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Zozo. Yeah. I don't want it at my house. No, me neither. Mm-mm. He's not welcome in my house. He's not welcome in my house either. Nope. 
It's not welcome in any part of my my circle. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm making sure I don't want this. <laughs> no Parababble Studio. <laughs> None of them. Especially when you were talking about how it's like it could be more than one. Yeah, it's just like a general. Mm-hmm. It's like they're franchising the Zozo name. <laughs> They have, like, team jerseys on the other side. Yeah. Like, yeah, Team Zozo. Yeah. They got, like, numbers, like, 1 to 5,000. Yep. <laughs> Making new ones every day. 666. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, that one kind of threw me off because at first, like, when I did all the other Zozo research, I was like, well, you know, it could be a bunch of crap or it could be... You know, you think about like the Philip experiment kind of thing. Oh yeah, like the where it spreads things. It spreads, yeah, so yeah. much like wildfire, especially you know on the internet these days. You know, we talked about that with the TikTok right. stuff, with the unreleased TikTok episode that sucked that no one will ever hear. <laughs> and you know, there's like so much. You know, how much power does the human mind have when you have so many people believing well, in it? We can't say that that episode sucked because it led us here. Yeah, I mean, it'll see light day one day, maybe. Yeah, one day, maybe. We'll see. But, bottom line is, kids, don't mess with Ouija boards. And if you hear Zozo come through on the Ouija board, I mean, it's probably too late for you anyway. You're, I don't know what to tell you. Call a ghost hunter. Yep. Exorcist. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> Just not ghost adventurers. I mean, you can if you want to get famous. I don't think anybody's going to want to call them after uh, after the new current event stuff comes out. Eh, you don't know. Maybe they'll just blame it on Zozo. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems like the safe thing to do. Right? Yeah. They've been in some of these environments. Who knows? More to come. Zozo's still around. He's going to be around for a long time. He's been around for a long time, and he will be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Close those sessions out, people. Yep. Yep, put your nickels on your Ouija boards. Yeah, just, uh, uh, yeah, that's it, I guess. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't mess with Zozo. <laughs> I think that's all we got. Unless our episode hasn't actually been recorded. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll find out when we're done here. Goddamn Zozo. Zozo. <laughs>